Houston, we have an injury situation for the New Jersey Devils, but is it as bad as we think, especially looking at the next few games ahead? Also, what are my thoughts on our bad defense and bad goaltending against the Boston Bruins? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast. You're on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Like I said in my cold open, Houston, we have a problem. So the New Jersey Devils, they got hit with a lot of bad news leading up into this matchup against the Boston Bruins. And unfortunately, the New Jersey Devils couldn't extend their win streak to four games. They dropped their latest game against the Boston Bruins by a score of 5-3, to three, but that is the least of their worries right now. Currently, Dougie Hamilton is going to have surgery to uh, repair his fractured jaw. Nico Heizer is day-to-day. Sharon Govich and Zaka have been placed onto the COVID protocol list. Lord knows how long they're going to be out for. They could be out for, I believe, 10 games or so. I don't know what the case is. I don't know what the NHL's updated COVID mandate uh, for vaccinated or people who tested positive. It seems like they're changing it each and every day. But uh, all I know is we're going to be without Sharon Govich and Zaka for a few games. And that really sucks because Sharon Govich seems like he was really getting into a good groove alongside with uh, uh, Jack Hughes because Jack Hughes has stepped up his game big time. I'll talk about it later in this episode. But let's focus more on the injury bug for the New Jersey Devils because it seems like they can never catch a break. So I got an inside source saying that the coach search for the New Jersey Devils is currently on pause, and that is for good reason, because let's think about it. After this COVID break, the New Jersey Devils have gone on a three-game win streak. They've looked a lot better. Hasn't been the cleanest of victories. They did have to take a couple games into back-to-back OTs, but still a win's a win, and that win against the Washington Capitals was huge. So uh, it makes sense that they kind of put the brakes on for searching for a new coach, because I don't think that's what they need currently, because like I said in yesterday's episode, I said that the New Jersey Devils are still in the playoff hunt. They're just not making things easier for themselves. And unfortunately, this is just one of those circumstances that's just not going their way right now, because while they're playing so well, Dougie Hamilton, he's going to have to get surgery to repair his fractured jaw. Nico Heizer, um, the good news is, is that he's going to be out day to day. So at first, it was reported that Nico Heizer had a lower body injury. I started to see rumors circulating saying that it was a broken ankle, broken foot, something of that nature. But uh, during the course of tonight's broadcast, they revealed that Nico Heizer will be out day to day. They don't believe every, anything is broken. So I was actually seeing a funny tweet on Twitter saying that uh, Nico Heizer needs to drink more milk because it seems like he suffers a broken something every year. And like I said at the beginning of this year, I said at the beginning of last year, Nico Heizer has got to stay healthy if he wants to show why he was a first overall pick. He showed it over the weekend. Unfortunately, he just cannot catch a break. So I'll talk more about Nico Heizer in a moment, but I want to focus on Dougie Hamilton. So Dougie Hamilton uh, in a recent game suffered a facial injury because he took a puck to the face and unfortunately he's going to have to get surgery. So uh, yeah, that's the last thing the New Jersey Devils need because Dougie Hamilton is arguably one of our best players. And if you guys want to know something interesting, during uh, tonight's broadcast, they put up a graphic saying that the New Jersey Devils are number seven in the entire league for most defensive points. So ranking number one is the Vegas Golden Knights. Then you got the Colorado Avalanche and then you got the Florida Panthers. 
Panthers, and so on. So the New Jersey Devils rank number seven in that category. However, who's generating the most points on the back end for the New Jersey Devils? That is Mr. Dougie Hamilton. And the fact that he's going to miss a few games. So I was just trying to like search around, see how long would he be out? And they said that uh, he's going to miss at least three games. So uh, I think that's putting it nicely. I think Dougie Hamilton is going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, knock on wood, but I'm trying to like relate it to last year's incident when Nico Heizer actually had a facial fracture. And remember, Nico Heizer missed two thirds of the year. He missed uh, extended time after sustaining a puck to the face from PK Subban. So um, I'm not really confident that Dougie Hamilton will be returning anytime soon. Then again, I don't know the severity of the fracture because fractures differ. Uh, obviously, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just going based on pure speculation. But the fact that Dougie Hamilton is going to be out for any time at all is a last thing the New Jersey Devils needed because here's the thing coming into this game I was really confident for the New Jersey Devils and if you if you don't believe me listen to yesterday's episode and I also talked to Neil McHale of Inside Hockey just to give you another reason to listen to it but I was really confident about the New Jersey Devils coming going into this game because I'm just like you know what if we're able to beat the Edmonton Oilers if we're able to beat the Washington Capitals and play so well the last few games then why can't we beat the Boston Bruins well here's the answer Nico Heizer was out uh, Sharon Govich and Zaka had to be placed onto the COVID protocol. I am really getting irritated about all these uh, COVID protocol things. Uh, I think the NHL needs to do something. They need to follow suit in the NFL's uh, footsteps because, like I said, the COVID uh, number of positive cases cannot get down to 0%. You can't stop a virus, so uh, you can contain it. But I don't want to get any more political on that stance than I already am, so I'll just leave it at that. I've already said my opinion one, maybe too many times on this show already. So I think you guys get the point of where my stance is in that regards. But overall, it is just frustrating because Sharon Govich being paired alongside with Jack Hughes, it seemed like uh, we were starting to just rekindle just a little bit of what we were able to see from that top line last year. And the X factor is obviously Jack Hughes because he missed most of the year this year. And the, the fact that Sharon Govich just suddenly is starting to play a lot better. Um, I don't think it was the COVID break that did it. I think it's Jack Hughes being back to full strength that's really helping Sharon Govich just come back into fruition and just bring him back to what he was able to do last year. But, uh, you know, he'll be out for a few games. Same with uh, Zaka, even though Zaka hasn't been producing the last uh, few or so games. I, I still love his overall clutchness. I think Zaka has stepped up his game over the, the past couple years. So you guys know I'm big on Zaka. And let's be honest, guys, you would much rather have Zaka in the lineup than you would have him out of it. Just just saying, just putting that out there just because, you know, he can get you a goal at any given moment. I know he's uh, hasn't scored a goal in a very long time, but it's only a matter of time before he gets back into his groove. So I would much rather have Zaka in the lineup than I would have him out of it. So that's my opinion on Sharon Govich and also Zaka. So going to Nico Heizer, it just seems like Nico Heizer can never catch a break. So the good news is, like I said, uh, he is now listed day to day and it's just going to be up to him at this point. So uh, the Devils are just going to wait to see, is he going to partake in the next practice? Will he be in a no contact uniform? Will he be doing contact stuff? Uh, they said it's totally up to how he's feeling. So the good news is, like I said, nothing is broken as speculation was circling uh, around uh, Devils media this morning. So that that is the good news because I did report, I was one of those reporters that said that Nico Heizer uh, sustained 
sustained a broken ankle because the New Jersey Devils, and this is one of the reasons why the NHL tries to do this. They just say like lower body injury because they don't want any fake news like going out there. So uh, I was just going based on what I was seeing from other Devils personalities. Like I know my buddy Neil from Devil's State of Mind, he also said that um, Nico Heizer was going to miss time due to a broken ankle. So it, it's not just us. Like there was other Devils media personalities just saying that Nico Heizer, uh, th- there was fear that uh, his ankle or his foot or something like that was broken. But the New Jersey Devils did not confirm that. They were just saying that uh, it's a lower body injury, and they're saying he is listed day to day. So for Nico Heizer, take your time. But the good news is, and I'm trying to remain optimistic, if something like this were to happen to the Devils where the, uh, a lot of their guys are going to be missing a, a decent amount of time, then I guess now is to do it because you got the Columbus Blue Jackets and let's be honest, like, do we fear the Columbus Blue Jackets? So we have them in back-to-back games. So looking at where they're at in the uh, Metropolitan Division alongside with the New Jersey Devils. Remember, that is one of the X factors that we need uh, in order to secure ourselves a wild card spot. So when we're looking at the Metropolitan Division, we're actually tied with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Right now, they're on a two-game losing streak. So I know I said in a few prior episodes that the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, I was a little nervous going into that two-game series matchup. But uh, looking back on it and just looking at where they're at right now and looking at their uh, play the last couple of games, I think it's safe to say that the New Jersey Devils, they won't really have their work cut out for them in that matchup. Now, it's a game that you cannot slack in because we need all hands on deck because we're missing a lot of key guys. So that's just the one thing that I want to reiterate. So uh, going back to my main point, if something like this were to happen to the New Jersey Devils, I think now is uh, a decent amount of time to do so because when we're looking at our next few games, the the only two teams that I'm really concerned about are the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs, just because they're in the tops of their respective division, which is out in the Atlantic. So those are the only two teams that I'm scared of right now. So we got the Columbus Blue Jackets for a two-game series. So we got them uh, tomorrow when this episode goes live. Then we got them on Saturday. Then we got the Lightning on Monday. Then we got the Islanders on Thursday. Then we got the Canadians on Saturday. Then we got the Toronto Maple Leafs Monday, January. 17th and then we got the Coyotes uh, Wednesday January 19th and then we got to play the Hurricanes then we got to play the Kings so um, you know uh, I I won't look past the Coyotes game so uh, that's what I'm just going to focus on let's just focus on these uh, next uh, what what is it so we got the Blue Jackets twice then we got the Lightning then we got the Islanders then we got the Canadians then we got the Leeds and then we got the Coyotes so let's focus on these next seven games for the Devils so I think the only two teams like I said I'm concerned about are the Lightning and the Maple Leafs. But then again, you know, we got the Jackets, we got the Canadians, we got the Islanders, then we got the Coyotes. The Canadians, Islanders, Coyotes, Blue Jackets, all struggling this season. And I think I think the New Jersey Devils can, you know, a- at least save face in that game. They can tread water. That That's a team that you can quote-unquote slack off against and still just nudge yourself to a victory. So it's not a game where we need all hands on deck. Now, the Lightning and the Maple Leafs, totally different story. If we don't have Nico Heizer, if we don't have Dougie Hamilton, we stand little to no chance. And I don't think Jack Hughes can is ready to be Superman and just carry us to victory quite yet. So like I said, the New Jersey Devils are still in the playoff hunt and I still have hopes for them. And like I said, if they were going to be missing a few key guys, I guess now is the time to do so. So like I said, these next few games for the Devils, it's not really a tough schedule looking ahead. So uh, it's going to give us some time. It's going to give us a 
couple weeks to just get our guys back. So hopefully Sharon Govich and Zaka, they'll be off COVID protocol. I think they'll be off it by hopefully next week or the next few days, depending on whether or not they tested positive for it or if they were in close proximity with someone. Obviously, they're not going to reveal that. Nico Heizer, he is day-to-day, so he could take his time in that regards. Dougie Hamilton, I am really hoping that his uh, fracture is not serious. But then again, the fact that he needs to get surgery um, is definitely leaving me a little concerned, but I'm just hoping that it's a minor surgery and that he'll just be out for a couple weeks. But right now, according to sources that I'm seeing, uh, Dougie Hamilton is just going to miss a, a, at least three games, but I don't think that's, um, I, I don't think, uh, he's just only going to miss three games. I think he's going to miss a few more if we're being completely honest. So the New Jersey Devils, like I said, still in the playoff hunt and they still have a chance. So I think they should start growing out their playoff beards right now. Speaking of which, do you have a beard? You need to get primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet, planet, excuse me, Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel-in beard products available. All products are fair trade, certified, and handcrafted in the good old U.S. of A. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. If you have um, used it, you definitely know what I'm talking about because uh, I, I've used it a couple times. I have a beard. It's happy. It's healthy. I'm growing out my playoff beard just a little bit, but I got to keep it neat on air. So Primal Origin Oil, whether you're growing out your playoff beard or if you're like me, you're just trying to keep it semi-casual and, and make sure it doesn't get out of hand. Uh, Primal Origin Oils works great on any beard. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feeling beard to the other products you've used we promise you will see and feel the difference trust me i speak from experience remember the code locked on gets you 20 percent off at primaloriginoils.com again use the code locked on at checkout for 20 percent off So while we're on the subject of injuries, I want to give you guys some positive news before I switch into the next subject. So Jonathan Bernier revealed on his Instagram yesterday at the time of recording that he had a successful surgery. He remember uh, he sustained a lower hip injury. It was on his right side. So he got surgery to repair it. And he said that his main focus is just to get back and better than what he was prior. So I think uh, his mindset is that he is coming back next year. Obviously, he's going to miss the rest of the season. So There is no hope that he is going to return at any point during the course of this year. Just want to put that out there. Just want to reiterate that. But at the end of the day, Jonathan Bernier, it seems like his mindset is that he wants to come back next year. That is good news for the New Jersey Devils because remember, I've been talking about the last couple weeks saying that sometimes we need to think worst case scenario for the Devils organization just because if Lindy Ruff was saying that he was concerned about the long-term health of Jonathan Bernier, then uh, maybe that's not good news for his career, but it does seem like Jonathan Bernier is ready to make a return. And it seems like his main focus is just to get back and better. But then again, it is a hip injury. He is getting a little older. He is a goalie. Um, so I'm just putting that out there. But at the end of the day, it seems to be good news for Nelson Mandela's biggest fan. I'm sorry, I had to say that. I couldn't help myself. Now, when looking at this game uh, for the New Jersey Devils against the Boston Bruins, I saw a lot of good things, and I also saw a lot of bad things. I just saw inconsistency. So, 
for the for period number one, we got off to a pretty bad start, and, and most of that was on Mackenzie Blackwood. He let up the first goal of the game, and I'm just like Mackenzie. You have got to block that. Like, the thing about Mackenzie Blackwood, he either makes a great save or he just gives up a very bad goal that I I think even a 12-year-old could block. So I'm just saying, like, there's really no in-between for Mackenzie Blackwood, but I I don't know what the case might be. He's definitely a very weird goalie, but at the end of the day, um, the, the, the first goal of the game that, that I think we can all agree that was just a bad, bad, bad goal led up by Mackenzie Blackwood. That is unacceptable. That is inexcusable. And that might've been our da- downfall for this game just because, um, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, it, it wasn't the first time that he let up a bad goal. He let up a couple bad goals this game. And that's what costed us because we legitimately had a chance to win against the Boston Bros. Now I'm not trying to put all the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood, but he definitely didn't help things. It just seemed like his confidence or just his assertiveness, it just wasn't there to start the game. He got better as the game progressed, but you got to get off to a good start, especially against the Boston Bruins. Like I said, not really a team you fear, but at the same time, you do got to give them the respect. But Overall, period number one, didn't get off to a good start, but towards the middle period of play, we started to play a lot better. So we, we, we didn't have a goal to show for it, but at the same time, we didn't let up a goal either. So I, I love the overall effort to uh, end period number one, but to start period number one, you got to start strong if you want to finish strong, in my opinion. But then again, sometimes it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And the New Jersey Devils, they didn't get off to a good start in period number one, but they finished period uh number one off strong and then they started off period number two actually really strong as well because Nathan Bastian provided the spark he provided the energy he was able to get a goal uh within the first minute or so in period number two to tie the game unfortunately uh tick for tack uh the Bruins were able to get the goal back and uh we gave Steen his first uh career NHL goal so that definitely didn't help things. The fact that we let the Boston Bruins get back into the lead, but then Thomas Tatar on an assist from Jack Hughes, it looked like Tatar was able to backhand it on in. So that was amazing. And speaking of Jack Hughes, I I just want to give credit when credit is due. Jack Hughes was one of the NHL stars from last week. Like they named him the second NHL star for that week. And for Jack Hughes, I'm just very proud of him. I'm proud of his overall production. I'm proud of what he's able to do in the offensive zone. I'm proud that he's able to force takeaways. I'm just proud of his overall production because they put up this stat on MSG uh, over the past few games on the win streak. Jack Hughes was responsible for 57% of the goals scored by the New Jersey Devils, whether he was scoring it himself or he was assisting on the plays. And Overall, that's just great production from Jack Hughes. That means over half of the goals scored by the New Jersey Devils over their three-game win streak were credited to Jack Hughes. Whether, like I said, whether he got the goal himself or he was assisting on the play, that's just amazing. That's the overall impact that we need from Jack Hughes going forward. And I even said at the beginning of the game, I posted on Twitter, I said, now is the time for Jack Hughes to shine because you don't have Dougie Hamilton. You don't have Nico Heizer. It is your time to take the reins. It is your time to just assert yourself for this Devils organization. Now you can just do what you want to do because I know you got a a lot of games taken away from you after the second game of the year, but here's your chance to just take the lead on everything. So uh, looking at the rest of this game for the Devils, it was definitely just um, 
Um, you know, it was interesting. Like, like I said, Damon Severson getting a breakaway goal. That was definitely impressive. I had no doubts in my mind. Once I saw Severson go on the breakaway, I was just like, yep, he is going to tie this game. And he tied it in period number three. But um, th- that goal from post-Trinock just... Um, yeah, Ty Smith just out of position. And if I had a nickel for every time Ty Smith has been out of position and it's costed the New Jersey Devils a goal, uh, I I think I would quit my jobs quite honestly, just because I I think I'd be rich at that point, just because Ty Smith has just not put up good production this year. And I'm just waiting for him to do so. Like, where is it, Ty Smith? Like, where is it? What's wrong? We need all hands on deck. Like, we can't just rely on Ryan Graves to, to do the heavy lifting. And then after period number one, I saw that Gearston wanted to fight someone, and I literally just rolled my eyes and just said, Gearston, walk away, buddy. Please walk away. He leaves the New Jersey Devils in penalty majors, and that's not what we need right now. Just just walk away and, and get to the locker room. We don't need that, buddy. But that's how he um, keeps his spot in the NHL. That's how he feeds his family. So can't fault him for that. Siegenthaler has been playing pretty well. Um, yeah, so we need all hands on deck. Unfortunately, Siegenthaler can't score. Subban can't really score. Graves is not really much of a goal getter, even though he, he's getting a lot more goals this season compared to last year at this point already. Ty Smith is struggling. We're just going to have to rely on Damon Severson while Dougie Hamilton is out for an extended period of time. Like I said, I don't know how long the severity of uh, Dougie Hamilton's injury is going to keep him out. But all I know is that he is going to miss some time. But, um, you know, like I said, it's surgery. So that's usually never a good thing. But overall, uh, I'm not, you know, satisfied with the Devils' performance. But I'm not unsatisfied either. I saw a lot of good things. But ultimately, after Postranok was able to get that goal, that was pretty much when the Devils just gave up, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, we, we, we just got to find more consistency. And that was really ours for the taking. But... Unfortunately, just poor defensive lapses for the Devils and poor goaltending, once again, was our downfall. So uh, it wasn't the most disappointing game, but it it was just a game that I felt like we could have had despite missing Dougie Hamilton, despite missing Nico Kieser, despite missing Zaka and Sharon Govich. I I feel as though that's a game we, we honestly should have had. So to wrap up this episode, let me give you guys the overall final statistics from tonight's matchup. So the Devils had 26 shots on goal. The Bruins beat them in that category. They had 34 face-off percentage. The Devils got smoked. 64% for the Bruins, 36% for the Devils. Power play opportunities. The Devils, uh, their, their power play execution got brought back down to earth. They did not look good in their power play. They didn't even get a shot off. So um, yeah, di- didn't really look too good. But their penalty kill was pretty nice. And after the penalty kill was over, it actually led to the New Jersey Devils scoring. So can't really uh, complain in that instance. We just It's just a, a tale of special teams for the New Jersey Devils. And then hits 29 to 25 in favor of the Bruins. Blocks 13 to 9 in favor of the Devils. Giveaways, the New Jersey Devils led that category 15 to 10. So, um, when just looking at this game, it was a decent effort. It was a decent showing for the Devils. And I think the defenseman that's going to step up for the New Jersey Devils is Ryan Graves because he led the uh, he led the Devils defenseman in shots on goal with five. And remember, the reason why Dougie Hamilton uh, leads the New Jersey Devils in, in um, shots on goal is just because he knows he's either going to get an assist or he's going to get a goal. So that I, I said that's what Sharon Govich needed to do a, a couple episodes ago. And 
hopefully he continues to do that once he gets off of protocol. But uh, I think the the defenseman that really needs to step up his game and just put up the offensive numbers is Ryan Grace. Keep shooting the puck because it's either going to redirect on in and you're going to be credited with the assist or you're going to get a goal. So that, that's the person I would look out for. But at the end of the day, uh, look for Siegenthaler to really hold his end uh, you know, from a defensive standpoint, unfortunately, Singapore is not really much of a point stat sheet stuffer. He's more of a stay at home defenseman, but uh, we know here at New Jersey what he provides for us. But uh, look for Siegenthaler to have some sort of impact for the Devils uh, going forward. But um, as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. And also Alexander Holtz, uh, the, the game just looks too fast for him. That, that That's my final thought. Uh, going into our next game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So let me know what you guys think on Twitter, Locked on Devils. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are from the game. Um, I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a, while, in a while. I'm going to rate this game for the Devils. I'm going to give them just a solid C just because it wasn't, you know, the, the best game, but certainly wasn't their worst performance. Just a lot of unfortunate circumstances didn't go their way. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, once again, at Locked on Devils, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Once again, thanks for listening.